What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Laura, what do you got? All right, so Apple unveiled a new product called an AirTag. And maybe this could help us with Vivian, okay? Because it's a tracking device. Right. <laughs> so basically, you put this device on like wallets or a backpack or I saw it on glasses, which is crazy. And it works with your Find Me app. But then I thought about it. I was like, that's kind of crazy because a lot of people were saying, well, what if I have a stalker and somebody throws it in my purse and then they can track where I'm at? So app was saying that you can set boundaries. And then I was like, man, this would really work just legit helping us find this girl. I mean, it's $29, so it's not even expensive. Mm-hmm. Would you guys be down to use this? I would be because it looks small. I looked at it online. It looks small. I, I would want to put one like in my wallet. It looks like the size of a dime. I don't want to lose my wallet, and I want there to be something in there that if, it, if I were to lose it, or even like keys, if there was a way for me to put it on my keys, so I don't lose my keys. Maybe I'll put one, I'll, I'll tape one on the back of my cell phone. These are things I don't want to lose. As far as people being worried and paranoid that like, ooh, some psycho is going to drop this in my purse and he's going to always know where I'm going to be. Um, if they're really psycho and they really want to know where you're going to be, they're just going to follow you. Um, sure. So I wouldn't worry so much about that. But I like this idea of the Apple Air Tag. I'm an Apple sucker, though. I buy it all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean... I, I do think it's creepy, mm-hmm. <laughs> personally. Yeah, like, do you? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a little creepy. What like, do you I, find I, creepy about it? I, just that. I don't – look, bro, I, why do you want people to – like, I, I don't know. I just feel like the, your phone already kind of geotags you in right. a lot of ways. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, like – you say find me, like, I have all my kids on find me, so oh. I know – I'm like, okay, where are my kids right now? Okay, she's here, she's there, she's there. Okay, got them because it's on find me on their iPhone. Cam. That's yeah. creepy, man. Yeah, that's little... No, but it's your kids. I don't blame you for that. Really? How old it's are your creepy? kids, though? I got kids, uh, man. My three daughters are, are 18, 17, and 14. Okay, 18. And I'm not, like, stalking them. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's good to know where they're at, especially, you know, I mean, I just, I don't think I'm stalking my kids. Am I? Am I a stalker now? No, don't, don't put that out there. No, you're not. You're okay, being a good dad. You. But okay, my thing is... I, She's 18, you know, she's an adult. They, she can check in with you. You don't have to have her on your Find Me app. That's Your other kids, yeah, they're underage, so we're good. Yeah. And you don't need it on your phone, by the way, because it's kind of in there, so you can have the Find Me app, just an FYI, since you have an iPhone. Right, yeah, yeah. right, I've got the Find Me app, or yeah. Find My app. Same difference, but you don't need it on the phone. Just wanted to clarify that for you. Oh, well, thanks. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like, let's say I couldn't find my phone, but then I'm like, oh, I already got the Find Me app, so why did I buy this thing to tape it to my phone? Thank you, Laura, for helping me with that. I got you. <laughs> sure, that was pretty dumb of me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, all right. What, what do you think about it, Greg? I think it's kind of creepy, and it's exactly what Laura is saying, is that you can put this in someone's... Mm-hmm. People are going to do this, as much yeah, as you want to yeah, say... That's the thing, is you, you got to... You're thinking it through... through Cap, you're your thinking about lens. it through your own lens, right. about you and your kids, like, and that's a noble thing to do. Why, thank um, you. But... Yeah, like people are not – I mean, we've seen how crazy people are, right? Like we've had – think about what our conversation has mostly been about today, okay? Right? Like people are crazy. Yeah, people yeah, are like, weird well, and we'll do these things. And Cap, I know you want to be nice about it, but this is all this is when people are spending a couple hundred bucks and they get this and they get to follow people. Yeah, it's weird. Don't it's like $29. it. $29. Well, you know what? Remember the show Breaking Bad? You guys ever see that show? Yeah. 
remember there was a guy um, who put it, uh, I think it may have been Walter, who put a tracking device on somebody's car. Do you guys remember that? Like they yeah. stuck it underneath the wheel well. Like this kind of stuff already exists. So the creepy factor doesn't, doesn't have me concerned at all. I actually think about it as a safety factor. The, the Apple AirTag. Okay. I got all one right. more for you guys really, really quick. Just because I saw this. So the AirTag itself, it's $29, or you can buy four for $99. But I sent you guys an AirPa- uh, AirTag, sorry, Hermes luggage, like little thing to carry it, $299. Mm. Why? <laughs> I, I, I don't spend a lot of money on luggage. Why? And I travel a lot. Why? Okay. You know what? Good luggage, though, will last you a really, really long time. When I show up, people are like, that's your luggage? I'm like, yeah, but, dude, it's like 25 years old. They're like, oh, I understand why it looks that way. Zippers all broken, disaster. Got my, my, my ex-wife's initials all over it. Time to upgrade, bro. <laughs> time to upgrade. That's too much. That's too much. Spend the 50 bucks at, like, Costco or whatever. Upgrade. Get, yeah, exactly. You can go to like places like Costco and get good luggage for sure. Like you don't have to go crazy and buy like Hermes or you know whatever or Louis Vuitton or something. You know, no, like, not like that. No, I had some good to me stuff. It was a nice package. Good to me stuff, dude. I'm telling you, it's lasted for over 20 years, but it's just a mess. And yeah. again, when you have your ex-wife's name on your luggage, yeah, probably time to move on. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, all right, so how do you feel about this Rams Malibu mansion? Because I love everything about this. So, look, last year the NFL draft was all done virtually, right? And the NFL was trying to figure out how can we possibly pull this off. But, George, as you know, in the last year the world has learned to work on Zoom and video conferencing and other video conferencing platforms, okay? So when the NFL had the draft last year, what I think many of us thought was, you know what? I actually liked it a whole lot better. It was interesting to see John Lynch at his home in the Bay Area with his children in his office. It was interesting to see Cliff Kingsbury sitting in this really what looked like palatial estate somewhere in Scottsdale. It was interesting to get more intimate with the characters. And I think the Rams, who, by the way, don't have a first-round pick, so it's not like they're going to be prominently featured. But they've come up with something that I think is really kind of interesting and cool taking over a house in Malibu, decking it out so it looks all Ramsey, and and posting that and putting that out there for not just its fan base, the Rams fan base, but the rest of the country, the rest of the people who are going to be watching this. It, it's now, it's, it's a flashy thing. If you're going to be drafting from someplace, team headquarters used to be cool and sexy. Now, let's rent a beach house and do it from here. I think it's kind of cool. Laura? I love the beach, so I'm with it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's look, beach house, so huge, beautiful mansion. The beach, the view, drinks. I mean, what's not to love? L.A. weather. I mean, well, I, 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 Greg, the pushback that I've heard, and I'm not one of them. I said on the front end, I love this, but the pushback is, well, Malibu isn't like real L.A., and I'm like, okay, but this is a made-for-TV event, okay. I'm not saying that it's not real. You know, look, <laughs> a very small percentage of Southern California can afford to, afford to live in Malibu. First of all, also, you know, 
if you're going to be stuck somewhere, and the reality is for the draft, you're going to be stuck somewhere for four days, you might as well be stuck in Malibu because it's really hard to get in and out of anyway. So if you're going to be somewhere super fancy and nice, uh, if you're going to be stuck somewhere for four days, you might as well be somewhere super fancy and nice like that, like a huge mansion in Malibu. And the smart thing is they also got it sponsored by yeah. Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. But So I get the it doesn't feel like L.A., but for TV, that people love that. What, is that the look, there's, a reason, there's a reason there was eight seasons or whatever it was of Entourage on HBO, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because people love the scenics of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that that was the pushback, that that Malibu – and by the way, have you seen Malibu's Most Wanted? Malibute. Um, I didn't realize that the pushback was mm. that it's not real L.A. Um, this is Flash. This is TV. This is Hollywood. This is a show. Um, now, here's what I hope. Let me, let me throw this out there to the Rams, who are great listeners and great partners of 710. But let me throw this out there to the social media team, to the broadcast team. Here's an idea. It's yours. It's free. What you got to do is you got to turn this into a reality TV series. Like if, if, if Coach wakes up in the morning and he's making coffee, you know, and Les comes out of his bedroom and he's cooking up the eggs and everybody's talking strategy in the kitchen, like this has to be Rams reality draft house. And I hope that they're going to make a whole series about it because I think it'd be super cool. I love how you just said you weren't going to charge them for the well, idea. Well, I could charge. Like, this George, isn't like, something. You're going to tell me that yeah, an NFL yeah. team who just did hard knocks yeah. didn't think to themselves that they could record this stuff? Well, they, they, you know how football guys are. They're, like, they're very paranoid. <laughs> we don't need all these cameras around. We're doing drafts and we're doing trades. Listen, it's my concept. They may have beat me to the punch. I'm willing to come produce it should they need my services. But in this case, oh I'm God. offering it as a free service on the radio. Good Lord. Thirsty. I mean, you that's what this is about. Thank you, Laura. What you are mean? so thirsty. What is that? You want to host? <laughs> you want to be like, what's the guy in the the the, the, sh- the Big Brother show? What was the, the after show? The God, what is the name of the hosts? Um I feel like that's what you want to do. Like no. Emmanuel Acho after The Bachelor or whatever. No. Like that's your move. That's no. what you that is what you are inching for here. No. That is the most transparent thing I have you have said all day. No, don't, don't you're don't you're trying so. to sell them an idea that because you want to be part of this. No, actually I don't want to be part of it. I got oh, come on. on. I'm a little too busy right now. I got too much going on, George. Although if you're suggesting that I'd make a good host for this, <laughs> maybe I should reconsider perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps I should think about this. What are you too busy? Like the dude who called in that was getting cash fished by a girl who said she was uh, Russell Simmons's goddaughter, and that's why she couldn't meet with him. You're too busy like that. Which please? I am. I am Russell Simmons's godson. I'm a very busy person. By the way, real quick, just speaking about being busy. You know, last week or two weeks ago, you and I were having this conversation, and we said, Mm -hmm. "Oh, there should be an app for that." And you said, "Yeah, why don't you get on it and make an app for that?" And I said to you. No, George, I'm too busy. I've been working on an app for the last three years. Well, I want to send a shout-out to John Hayden, who's a longtime 710 listener who loves the show, loves the station. George, I promise you, this guy has sent me like 40 minutes of video of him reviewing my app. So uh, I'm just sending a shout-out to, to one of the great listeners, and, uh, and that's teamwork, man. That's community. I love it. Yeah, and your app, for people that don't know? It's called Sided, S-I-D-E-D. And you can download it in the Apple Store. You can download it in the Google Play Store. And you can use the web version, cited.co. Thank you for the plug. Thirsty. (laughs) Greg, how do you feel about the Malibu Mansion for the Rams? (laughs) 
I mean, because sorry, the thirsty thing is really making me laugh. I am uh, thirsty. I just had some almonds. I'm gonna choke for sure on the air. I am thirsty. Oh, that would be fantastic. Look, I love Malibu. I've I've lived near there for a long a lot of my life. I know, I know, whatever. You lived but in the valley. I yes. lived in the valley, so I was very close to Malibu. Yeah. But it's it's beautiful down there. It is not LA in any sense. But when you're you know when you see like a Laker game, what do they show you? They show yeah, you the right. Santa Monica Pier. Them. They show right. you Malibu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And know? that's nowhere near Staples Center. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. I get it. So yeah. yeah. So it's. I mean, it's all for TV. Haters it's all Hollywood, hate. man. It's Hollywood, dude. It's right. the coastline. It's a big fat mansion. You know, you mentioned Entourage, right? Entourage. That was part of the whole deal. Is the guys got a big house? They were living the life. That's what people think of, you know. So you feed that, and that's what the Rams are doing. That's see, that's the difference between the Rams and the Chargers. Just oh, by the way, one understands where they are and 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 the show business side of what they do, and the other doesn't. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, you know what? I'll do it on the other side. I'll tell you the story about that, that. Just kind of when I first moved to LA, where I wanted to live. Okay, I I will tell you that story on the other side. Uh, plus a great day for Kenley Jansen. All right, we need to acknowledge this. We'll get to that as well. We'll be back in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here. Coming up in less than 15 minutes, we play our game that we play each and every day at 6.30 when we're on at 6.30 <laughs> yeah, when really. there's no Laker game called Big Deal or No Deal, so stick around for that. So, Kenley Jansen, Greg Bergman, yeah, was buddy. dealing. Dealing, okay? We have seen, he said he was turning a new leaf, that this was going to be a new Kenley. We all kind of like, we're like, yeah, whatever, bro. We'll see. And, uh... You know, again, small sample size, but so far, so good. Yeah, I mean, he has blown a couple saves, so it's a little bit freaky. No, 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 like, not since, though, the change of America's uh, Most Wanted. Uh, yes, he has. He blew Oh, it. no, that's right. It's he, one, though, right? Yeah, he blew one against the Padres. Right, that's yeah, right. Yeah, on that's Saturday, right. and it was an incredible right. game. But yeah, he's but he wasn't throwing ninety seven. Like no, he was. He was today. He, but he was. He was throwing. I was watching that one too. He was ninety five, hitting ninety five a couple times, ninety four, ninety three. Like so, he was right. still. The velocity was up there. It was up comparatively speaking to where he's been. But right. today was the day where you were like, "Whoa, where has this guy been for two years?" Yeah, I'm seeing ninety seven on the gun. That's not something that you see out of him ever. So I mean, what do you say it was four years ago since the last time he's done that? That's mm-hmm. incredible. If he's if he as long as he keeps that cutter moving while using that same velocity, then he's going to be trouble for a lot of players. Yeah, because at the end of the television broadcast, which is what I was watching this afternoon. It was like, he's the greatest closer in Dodger history, and he just hit his fastest pitch in the last four years. So, listen, again, I said this from the very beginning. You had to, and Dave Roberts was going to, give him a chance to prove that he can either make, I'll call it a comeback, based on what the results of last year, or he wasn't going to be able to get back to who he was uh, and what they needed him to be. And they were going to give him the chance, particularly in the early part of the season, to try and figure it out. 
And so far, I'd say so good, especially on a day like today. Because you come into a pressure situation where you're up one, one nothing, you're on the road, you had lost the day before. This was a, this was a very, very good performance for Jansen. Yeah, yeah, I think, look, here's what the Dodgers have, a wealth of riches, okay? And if he doesn't pan out for one reason or another, I mean, it's pretty nice to have David Price there right. to go right. to, right? right? Like, I mean, who has that kind of luxury? Nobody right now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, now, here's the other thing, though. Here's, here's, if you're a Dodger fan today, a couple things, obviously, you're thinking about is Bellinger's injury has been uh, – it's taken longer than I think most originally thought because mm-hmm. first it could have been real bad, then it was disaster averted, and now it's like still not back. So that's one thing to be concerned about. And then Mookie Betts getting hit last night late in the game on the forearm – uh, which had him not play today, although, Greg, as I recall, he was available well, to pinch he, run. Yeah, he was available right? to pinch run. He couldn't play in the field. He couldn't hit. And now they have an off day tomorrow, so yeah. hopefully he'll be – he's day-to-day, so hopefully he'll be better for it just, Thursday. You know, like sometimes you get hit in the glute, in the butt, and you're like, okay, I can take it. You get hit in the ribs, and then the next day you're all black and blue, and it turns green and gross. I mean, it hurts bad. You know, but getting hurt in like a hit in the forearm where you need your hand to grab the bat, to throw the ball, to grip. Uh, we'll see. Uh, because, again, you know, to, to have two of your best players and starting outfielders out for any extended period of time. You know, listen, the Dodgers have been able to cover this stuff. You know, they're, they're, they're that deep. Um, but this weekend, George, this is actually, I mean, for me, I didn't care about Seattle. Just the same way I don't care about San Diego playing against Milwaukee. Get the Padres and Dodgers back on the field as fast as possible, and Thursday can't come fast enough if you're a right. baseball fan. Because as we talked about, like I, you know, and you were kind of in the same boat as I was. Like I haven't been this interested in a potential, you know, not potential because they're going to play 19 games in theory, right? Well, I mean, I guess cancellations could happen, right? But um, it, you know, in a in a long, long time, like I have not been this into a baseball series between two teams in many, many years, and and look. It is exactly what people want, right? Like, if you are a baseball fan, even if you're not a Dodger fan, you should be in on this because these are the two best teams in the National League, and they perhaps may be the two best teams in baseball altogether. And their division, uh, we won't use the word rival right foes. now. Foes. Since, since but their they're long-time division, I'll use your word foes, okay? And they're 100 miles apart. Listen, you know, in New York... The Mets and the Yankees aren't really rivals. In the right. Bay Area, the Giants and the A's aren't really rivals, but they have a what you would call a local rivalry. One's yeah. American League, one's National League. In Southern California, you want to create that American League, National League rivalry, so you think it's supposed to be the Dodgers versus the Angels, and that's never really lived up to any hype whatsoever. What you should want as a baseball fan is two teams, same division, 100 miles apart, one team is the big brother. One team is the little brother. Yeah. One city's the big brother. One's got a chip on its shoulder about that, the other one. And so you should want this, – this should be a great baseball rivalry. It's just never really been because the Padres have sparingly been good, you know, very rarely. Even when they were good, they were bad. And they were winning the right. division at 500. Seriously. Right, 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 for sure. 
Um, all right, coming up in eight minutes, we're going to play Big Deal or No Deal, so make sure you tune in for that. I know you guys love the games. We always have fun playing the games, so we're going to play our game. We're not always on in the 6 o'clock hour because obviously when the Lakers are playing uh, or when there's a pregame or whatever, we're not on, so we're going to play. Uh, so stick around for that. Now, I was telling you guys the story earlier. What were we talking about that I got into – that I mentioned, oh, we were talking about Entourage and Malibu and the Rams, right? And like mm-hmm. how, you know, it's it's made for TV and anyone who's poo-pooing it that Malibu is in L.A. No, you're right. No one's going to say that, you know, the, you know, <laughs> one-tenth of a percent uh, that lives there, you know what I mean, in the entire city or whatever it is or county, um, you know, and, the, you know, the richest probably, uh, you know, tenth of a percent uh, of the county that probably lives there too, you know, that that's the heart and soul of the city but when you're having a made for tv moment right that's that's actually perfect right people when they see and greg you brought up this point when they do lakers games on espn or tnt or abc or whatever there's always b-roll as they're coming in and out of the game of the santa monica pier or the beach right even though that's right yeah Right, Hollywood sign. Although Hollywood sign is obviously a lot closer to Staples Center than the Peaches. But, but to you your point, sense. it's it's not it's not there where Staples Center is by any stretch of the imagination. But it absolutely it it for people who don't live here, they're like, ooh, the Hollywood sign, or whoa, look at the Santa Monica Pier, right? Like those are things that they know, even though they may have never been here. Right. So I had been here a bunch of times before I moved here five plus years ago to take this job. So. I, I was like, we had, at the time, it was just me and my wife, and we had one kid. And I was like, all right, my wife's from the Valley originally, so we kind of wanted sort of to be close enough there so, you know, she could see my in-laws, we could see them, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, the other part was, all right, getting to the office. Now, I didn't worry as much about getting to the office because it's like, you know, I work off hours. You know, I can kind of get in and out. It's just not that huge a deal. So when we first moved here, we ended up in Pasadena, which I loved living in Pasadena. I thought it was great. I loved Old Town. It was, like, awesome, you know, back then. Because my daughter – nice. Yeah, and my daughter is super independent. Like, even as a little kid, she was just super easy. You'd give her, like, some crayons and stuff, and she'd be in her own world, man. I mean, let alone an iPad or something like that. But she was always super easy. My son, if he would have been the first one, he, he would have been an only child. There's no question. <laughs> um, so... The, <laughs> I'm serious about that. Like, I, you know this. You have m- multiple kids. I'm sure there's one of them that you're like, thank God he wasn't or she wasn't the first one. Mm. Um, so when we moved here, I was like, bro, you know, I'd, I'd been here a bunch over the years for work or whatnot. So I was like, you know what? Why don't we look around the Hollywood area? You know, like that way we can still be kind of the hip parents, right? Like do like kind of the scene a little bit, the cool restaurants or whatever. Um, you know, not like Hollywood, Hollywood, but more like the Hills area or close to that. So we found a place in Whitley Heights, uh, which is, you know, just north of Franklin, like in between uh, Highland and Coenga, like kind of in between there somewhere. Like not like Hollywood Hills, Hills, you know, but, you know, a little bit up, you know, so you get a little city lights, you know, you get you can see the um, the cool billboards and all that stuff. It was like awesome. But two things were wrong with it. OK, and I again. I wanted to be L.A. And it's funny because I remember uh, I, was, I had this conversation that when Max first moved here from New York many, many years ago, um, before moving back, obviously, he had a place in that general area, at least initially. And, um, and yeah, because you get suckered into that stuff. So um, 
The problem was this. It was twofold. Number one, the house, because it's those kind of fancy construction, you know, hill-type places. Um, and, and again, it was had to be in the price range we could afford, um, which was way down the totem pole compared to the rest of those houses in that neighborhood. Um, you, know, it, you know, the construction can be wacky, right? It wasn't super kid-friendly, a lot of stairs, weird edges, whatever. So that was like strike one. But I could have – I think I could have made that work and pitched my wife on that. Strike two, which was the one that got me, and I'm like, oh, forget it. She's like, okay, here's the problem. The realtor told us, I do have to tell you, you're that you're close enough to the Hollywood Bowl that whenever they have the fireworks there, you're going to hear that. And my wife's like, I'm telling you, that's going to be an almost every night occurrence in the summertime. You may love this place now. You are going to be one miserable mofo, okay, <laughs> when those fireworks are going off. And this child is screaming because she is freaking out when those fireworks are going off as she's been asleep. And I was like, oh, man. So that, that, you know, that settled it. We ended up in Pasadena. Yeah, but that, that was almost the spot right yeah. there between – Kawangan Highland, uh, north of Franklin, in that Whitley Heights area. That so. sound of fireworks in a neighborhood when all your neighbors' car alarms are going off, boom, boom, yeah. boom, and yeah. shaking the whole house. I'm telling you, I think this was a good move. I think good job, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, no, it it was smart. It was smart in retrospect. Uh, all right, coming up next, big deal or no deal? Bergman's going to lay it out for us. We're going to have some fun with that. Uh, we will do that next. We're back in four minutes on seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Time for big deal, no deal. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal. And you, you got it. This is a big deal. You got to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. You got to call my friends at Sam and Ash Law. Call Sam and Ash at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. Greg, what do you got? All right, George, we're going to start with you. Ethan Skolnick on the Inside the Paint podcast says that the Miami Heat are worried about Tyler Hero's personal life for the last few months. George, is this a big deal or no deal? Uh, It is a big deal. Um, I trust Ethan Skolnick's reporting. I think he's arguably the best Heat reporter uh, for many, many years. And here's what I could tell you about what I know about Tyler Hero, and I don't think most people here care about that, but you know, whatever, since we're talking about it. Um, Tyler Hero has um, done this thing that Pat Riley likes to call the disease of me, okay? When you have a certain level of success, you know, guys start feeling themselves a little bit. That's basically the – and he's, you know, he coined that phrase back when he was coaching the Lakers. And Tyler Hero – Young kid, impressionable kid from Wisconsin, played at Kentucky for one year, living in Miami. That's a lot to take in, okay? And uh, <laughs> he's got um, an IG girlfriend. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that they, that they like to live a certain lifestyle that's public, right? And what happens is when you live that lifestyle that's public and you regress from a on-court perspective – 
people start to look at that and wonder, hmm, does that play a part in this? Uh, so you open yourself up for those criticisms in those situations. You also are in a Jack Harlow music video where he shouted you out. Um, so I think all that stuff is stuff that worries a guy like a Pat Riley who has always seen that and has seen that stuff transpire as the coach of the Lakers, as the coach of the Knicks, as the coach and president of the Miami Heat. He's He's been involved with three of the most, uh, you know, with three organizations where it's easy to get lost in the sauce, Cap. I'd say big deal here, and I'll tell you why. I, look, first of all, the kid's what now? About 20 years old? He's 20. Right. right. So listen, I have a 20-year-old son, uh, lives in Mission Viejo. If I took my 20-year-old son, gave him a couple million dollars, and told him to go down to Miami where he's just going to play ball and that's going to be his life, I mean, how many 20-year-old kids could really handle this? Now flip it for a second. You're Pat Riley. You know, you've been around grown-ups generally, I mean, grown-up players, for a long time. Now, you've, you've ushered some of them, but a long time ago when you were coaching, many of these kids came through college before they got to you. But look, how does an organization deal with a young guy? It's the same thing that the Lakers have to keep an eye on with THT. He's a young kid who's got money, and he's in L.A. Uh, but he's got a mentor. He's got somebody with an arm around him like LeBron. So I think it's a big deal for both the organization to learn how to deal with young guys, and it's a big deal for the kid to learn how to live with fame and money in a city like Miami. Yeah, for sure. What's next, Greg? Oh, actually, rewind. Laura, what do you think? Well, thank you for my opinion. Um, it's a big deal. And I do think that it's a bigger deal that he has an IG girlfriend. I do think that's kind of bad. Just my opinion. <laughs> they Look, it happens, okay? These girls are... They're say like... It. Say it. <laughs> Don't hold back. You can say it. What, I ain't going to say it. You say it. Come on, you say it. What are you going to say? You can say They're what you attention, feel. attention, fill in the blank, okay? Mm-hmm. So... That's causing his career, and he needs to really evaluate that and say, okay, I mean, I'm 20 years old. Yeah, let's have fun, but you got to put things into perspective. Just saying. It's true, by the way. I got a buddy of mine whose kid had a baby with a girl who is an Instagram celebrity, and literally, without exaggeration, from the day she met this guy through the birth of their child, every day, multiple times, documented, walking around all day, living their whole lives on Instagram. But she's getting paid. I mean, it seems strange, of course, but she's making money. Yeah. All right, now on to the next one. All right, Scott. BJ Penn is the next MMA legend to want to knock Logan Paul the F out. Mm -hmm. He says, I will happily knock this blanker out in one round. Is this a big deal or no deal? It's no deal. Um, But here's the thing. Go do it. Okay? Listen, Jake Paul, my man, you got me. Okay, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know why you were liked or disliked. I've come to find out what kind of a jerk you are and the things that you do on on YouTube. Some of them very, very distasteful. Here's another example, right, of a guy who's figured out how to turn YouTube subscribers into a whole lot of money. Uh, He's knocked out a former NBA player. Okay, that guy doesn't know how to fight professionally. Uh, He's now knocked out a former UFC grappler who I think most of us felt like the guy just took a dive. Okay, so somebody get in there and actually show this kid what happens when you make the mistake of getting into a ring with a pro fighter. If I go to a zoo, okay, I'm not going to jump in with the lions. Yo, look at me. Um, 
if I'm a, if I'm a YouTuber, I'm not going to fight real fighters. So somebody who's a real fighter, go kick this guy's ass already. Yeah, and it looked like Askren took a dive. I mean, that's just me. And I only saw the clips. I didn't watch the fight. But anyway. Uh, Laura, what do you think? You think anything? Who cares? I was very... Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I have very little interest in Jake Ball. I only... I, I so much interest that I only watched the YouTube clip or whatever the on Twi- whatever they posted on Twitter. Yeah, I wasn't watching the pay per view. I didn't. No, no, no. I'm not Snoop. saying you were either. But no, I, no, I, and I didn't Laura. see. I didn't see Oscar De La Hoya. Although I saw all the clips after that. Oscar, yo, what's up, dude? What's up? Yeah. You I? I mean, you know, it's all relative. Uh, on to the next one, Greg. What do you got? All right, so Ronald Acuna Jr. is very, very good at baseball. I know he's a little bit injured right now, but apparently he can do basically anything. So, Laura, a video went viral the other night of him throwing a ball into a fan's cup of beer from the outfield. Is this feat a big deal or no deal? Oh, that's a big deal. I mean, I can't win beer pong to save my life, and he did it from the—yeah, that's a big deal to me. Teach me. I got to see it for myself. I got to see this. I got to see him throw the ball into the beer. I did see, though, last week, Justin Turner hit some bomb, and the dude that was standing there got his nachos blown up all over him. And, and so cool. Like, you're like, you're a world champion now. You just come up from the dugout, and you're like, um, um, okay, hey, somebody get me some nachos out to that guy right there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I got to see the Acuna ball in the beer cup. I got to check that out. I'll say this, uh, and I do think it's a big deal. I think that's unbelievably difficult to do, clearly. Uh, but just quick sidebar, we are living through a really cool time in sports, and I don't think people recognize that because we're in it, and we've just dealt with so much stuff, right, over the last year plus that I don't think people have had enough time to recognize what a great renaissance uh, in regards to the athletes that we have in these professional sports, whether it's baseball, right, Acuna, uh, Trout, Harper, Mookie, right? Like all the, there's so many great players to watch night in and night out in both Major League Baseball, in the NBA, obviously week to week in the NFL. Like, man, athletes right now, we are, we are peak athlete right now in a lot of ways because the training is different. Everything is so different. The environment is different. Specialization has changed things, although I don't love that part of it. Um, but, there's like we are really witnessing such great great athletes night in and night out whenever we're watching sports and people I I just hope people really appreciate it now in real time as opposed to saying you know 10 or 20 years from now oh I remember watching Mookie Betts or Mike Trout or 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 LeBron or whatever you got to try to appreciate that stuff in real time man. yeah you know it's funny you say that George because last night I was sitting right here where I am right now in my office in my house and I had on the Laker game on one tv Padres and uh, Milwaukee on one TV, and then I had on the Dodger game against Seattle on another. And so I'm literally watching these three games at the same time, and I'm going, this is amazing. Like, look at all the superstars. And by the way, that's without LeBron and AD wearing Laker jerseys. So, yeah, it is a great time. Yeah. All right, last one. One more, Greg. 
All right, so last week, USC escaped postseason. This might be a little bit of UCLA bias coming into this Oh, uh, here we go. Bruin <laughs> boys coming out. Boy, you didn't USC, give us a chance to call you out. You called yourself I, I'm happy to do it. So, George, USC escaped postseason ban for their involvement in a bribery scandal led by former assistant basketball coach Tony Bland. Right, this is from years ago. Right. right. The but they, Adidas thing. Right. They were, however, put on probation for the next two years. Yeah. This now makes USC on probation at least once in every decade for the last seven decades. So you're saying what, the, the, at some program within this athletic department? Right. At some point, they were yeah. on probation at least once for the last seven decades. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. I would say no deal. Like, dude... You could probably go back, like, I don't know, I'd have to look back, right, at all these major programs. Like, here's what I've always said, and SEC people people get so mad when I say this, that if you are USC, okay, or you are Miami, like these two schools particularly, okay, they, to me, when those two schools are good, college football matters in a different way. Why? Because you're talking about two Top 10 markets, okay, from a television perspective. Two programs that are absolutely polarizing. And they get busted more than everyone else. You know why? Because everyone else plays in some rinky-dink town that has like 10,000 people in it, okay? They don't work, They don't play in a real town with real journalists where there's real media where people discover these things, okay? So I, I think that that plays a role. Now, in this particular case, they were part of a bigger uh, scandal that involved a lot of different schools. But I, I do think it's no deal because I think USC gets a lot of grief just because it happens to be L.A. and things get discovered in L.A. that don't get discovered in podunk, you know, SEC or Big 12 country, you know? Yeah, places where the college owns the town. Right. And, and the football coach and his staff can be doing all kinds of things that uh, people just kind of let go. Like right. things that happen in these little college towns. Um, I would say, though, the big deal in this is that the NCAA is constantly watching. You know, they're, they're over your shoulder. And little things can be ultra-magnified, back to your point about where they are. You know, it's like I think back to the, the Reggie Bush days, you know, and, and what happened to the SC football program because of what happened with one individual player Ridiculous. and his family, right? Ridiculous. Of All course. of it. Ridiculous. Of course it is. And, and look, and, and then it goes into a much bigger, deeper conversation about athletes paying likeness, et cetera, and that'll take two years to talk about that. So all I'm saying is it's a big deal only because the eyes of the NCAA are on the USC program. And you mentioned Miami as another example. Listen, when Miami was great, there was nothing in college football like it. Nothing. You no, know? only USC compared to it because it, they are two glamour cities, okay, with a lot of people that will watch and a lot of people hate on them. That's the thing. I, listen, I got – actually, you know what? I do have an interesting thing to bring up on name, image, and likeness. Um, I got a solution for the NCAA. I'll tell you that. Plus, uh-oh, we got another Vivian update. We got a hashtag Vivian Gate update. We'll have that for you. Final segment coming up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's me just feeling it, George, just so you know. Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. Every time you do that, I cringe. I love it. <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story. So a couple years ago, this is actually quite a while ago, I'm down in Jacksonville for the Super Bowl. Terrible, terrible Super Bowl town. And Kanye West is performing, George, you'll love this, on a Saturday night at a Sports Illustrated party, which is supposed to be like a big, you know, who's who kind of a party, right? So a buddy of mine is running the party, and he goes, dude, we're going to go to this party. It's going to be great. Kanye West is playing. Now, again, remember, this is probably like 2003, 4, 5, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I go, Laura, you want to, uh, here's what I said. Who's Kanye West, right? This is back then. Oh, hell. Oh, no, but this is in the early days. This is pre him winning any Grammys or anything. This is I way know who before. that was. Well, let me tell you something. They could afford Kanye back then. You feel me? So the, the whole concert ends and the party clears out. And my buddy Joe is running. I promise you this is a true story. Is running this whole party. We walk backstage. Me, my buddy Joe, Kanye, his mom, and his DJ. Five of us. That's it. Not glamorous. There's no uh, M&M bowl with the green ones taken out. There's no partying going on. It's just the five of us backstage just chatting. I watched Kanye West on stage that night walk around going, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I could do that, man. I could do that. So when I feel not it. Not well, though. Well, uh, maybe not. But when I feel it, you'll hear, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So cringe as, as you may. I mean, I took that from Kanye. <laughs> The execution, certainly a little different. What an idiot. Um, all right. So before we get to our last Vivian update uh, here of the day, um, man, this Vivian gate has been fantastic. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, listen to the podcast, basically. <laughs> um, but it's basically a catfish story that in- involves the Lakers fans on social media and on Twitter. And somehow Kevin Durant uh, got involved, you know, not directly, like he wasn't being the one catfish, but he was like, like trying to like console the dude who got catfished. And O'Shea Jackson Jr. was involved, not directly being catfished either, but just involved because there was a story that this alleged young lady who was the catfisher um, was missing and he was trying to help find her and she right, was an alleged cancer, cancer you know. survivor. Right, there was right. an elaborate ruse here, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it involved her, alleged, you know, according to a lot of Twitter sleuths, uh, her alleged pod- podcast co-host, uh, a guy named Josh Toussaint. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, before we get to that, you mentioned in the last segment, we were talking about Reggie Bush and USC and name, image, likeness. Here's the answer, okay? Turn the NBA out. already did this. It's NFTs. Okay, you know how NBA Top Shot, right? They sell mm-hmm. these moments, these vi- these virtual moments, and you can buy them, and they're worth whatever you want to pay for them, right? If you college football fans are the most crazed group of sports fans in America, okay? N- you know, in Europe, it's clearly soccer fans or whatever, but in America, there is no more crazed fan than the fan of someone of a particular school, okay? So because of that, if you're the NCAA and these conferences, you want to find a way to give these kids an opportunity to make some money, let them sell their moments like NBA Top Shot does, okay? And everybody gets a cut, just like NBA Top Shot. The players get a cut. The Players Association gets a cut. Uh, the NBA gets a cut. Uh, the teams get a cut. And, of course, the company who creates those moments, those NFTs, gets a cut. And if you do that, it's an easy solution, I think. Could you imagine this is an organization, the NCAA, 
that couldn't figure out how to put on a college football season this past year. And right. each conference was doing their own thing. And there really is no what you'd call a governing body. Correct. And now, and now we're going to say to these guys, hey, look, um, do us a favor here, but uh, get, get these guys with some NFTs. And then they're going to say to us, what are NFTs? And then we're going to have to explain it to them. And then we're going to have to act like we know what we're talking about as best we can. Well, look, they, they, they can them. find someone. To oh, do. they're going to not need us? Okay. Got They're not going to need us. They can it's find so other funny people. you say this, though, because you know that everybody now has one, right? I was watching CNBC the other day, and some kid who's a basketball player at Creighton, they're like, yeah, we're talking to this dude from Creighton who's got his brand-new NFT. Chet Holmgren, right? I think that's who it was. Yeah. He's the number one uh, overall uh, high school prospect. Okay. Tom Brady got one. I'm sure yeah. LeBron Yeah, Tom Brady's one. in on NFTs. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an investor. Yeah. Before you know it, LeBron will have his own cryptocurrency, you know? I don't know about cryptocurrency, but um, he, I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's, he's, he's covered in that regard. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, he's, a, he's a walking economy. Yeah, LeBron. he really is. Yeah. Uh, all right, so here's the latest on uh, Vivian Gate. So, uh, let me see. What, Greg, do you know where these, where these excerpts are coming from i know our buddy Aldel del toro who worked with you at showtime forum tweeted them out but we do we know the genesis of this uh i do not know it's from i'll look at it while you're talking about it okay so he has he has tweeted some clips um i guess some quotes from this josh Toussaint, who was uh the podcast co-host of the alleged person vivian flores uh the catfisher (laughs) right yeah so he, these quotes say this. I completely called her out on it, he said. I was Oh, so it starts here. That apparently the only time that Toussaint clearly knew Flores was using fake pictures was when she sent him nudes, which were actually porn stars' photos. So this story just continues to get more and more elaborate, okay? Um, I feel like we're, we're, we're getting way too deep into this. And it, when you start to, you know, wield one of these webs – Eventually, you're going to get caught in your own web, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the other quote that he said to whatever this outlet is here. Um, it says, I completely called her out on it. I was just obviously justifiably mad. I'm like, I thought we trust each other. She said that because of her past. Uh, she was told that she was never good enough, and she was like, I didn't know if I could trust you. It just seems like she's always had an excuse for everything. Toussaint is adamant he doesn't, know, he doesn't want to be known for this saga. I really don't want clout from this. I don't want to be famous for this. I just want to brush this aside. But at the same time, people are making crazy accusations against me, so I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't. Toussaint said he and Flores actually had a date scheduled for next week. I don't think that's going to happen now, he said flatly. Which, yeah, please? So, yeah. so he's claiming this person is still real? Mm. Yeah, I don't think that date Which, is please? Yeah. No, no, no. Now he's saying that it's not that obviously that's not going to happen now because yeah. she's not a real person. But, oh, he said this to the Daily Beast. Yes, yes. I said it, it here. He said it to the Daily Beast, who yeah. if you're going to tell your story, just you're going to go to the Daily Beast to tell your story. Mm. He just wants. I'm just saying. He, we uh, gave I, him what he wanted. Right. His 15 minutes. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know what's funny about this? He's like, I don't want to be famous for this. No, but you wanted to be famous for anything, and now you got this fame, and now you're like, I don't want it. But here's the good news, pal, if you're listening. Just trust me on this. The news cycle will flush you in 48 hours. you got to be able to withstand the next 48 hours, and then the news cycle will flush you, and life will go back to normal. Just withstand the next 48 hours, my man. Oh, what a day. Crazy. Thank you, Vivian, though. We didn't have a lot to go with on sports <laughs> today. So. And Josh. Right, right. The Lakers last night, their performance was not going to keep us going for three hours. Let's not talk about that. So, 
Thank you, Vivian. We do appreciate it. I got to find this podcast. Anybody know where this podcast is? It's not a podcast, two episodes. Oh, well, listen. I mean, they're talking about, oh, this Laker podcast. Like, it's freaking Joe Rogan all up in here. So. Oh, man. All right, we're done here. Uh, Cap, excellent work as always. Hey, much love to everybody out there. Greg and Laura, great job. Uh, Who's next today, Greg? What do we got next? Alan Sliwa and Lakers talk. Ah, Lakers talk. Do you think there's any chance Sliwa talks about Vivian? It's Laker talk. Uh, you know, I would hope no. so, but zero. <laughs> no, no, you won't Laker do it. Talk. I'm looking at him through the Sliwa, window. Sliwa, you don't have the kuyans, okay? The kuyans to talk about Vivian. I don't think you do. Prove me wrong. George? All right. Sliwa's next. Oh, he's there? Are you going to talk about her? Uh, We just did. You and I, we just we just had Oh, a- come on, that was Sliwa. That right there. Sliwa. I mean, talk oh, about getting in the weeds. I, I definitely, definitely did a lot of conversation there with you, George. I think we're good now. Sliwa, yeah. go get yourself some of that Sincoro tequila if you still have some. <laughs> Take a few shots and talk. open the lines for Vivian, and you will have the floodgates oh, come Vivian. upon you. Oh, Vivian. All right, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll go through it. I'll do a lot of Vivian chat. There you go. Hashtag Vivian Gate. All right, Lakers talk. Sliwa, have a great show, buddy. There he is. All right, he's coming up next. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you. Thirsty.